You are now entering the mind of one of rock's greatest musicians, a former singer of Styx. The exclusive podcast, Come Sail Away, with Dennis DeYoung. Hey kids, Dennis DeYoung here. Oh, it's getting to be that time of year, right around the corner, any minute now, you know what it is. That's right, it's Christmas, you know that. I wish you a Merry Christmas. I wish you a Merry Christmas. I wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. There I am. I'm sitting in my bedroom right here in my house down here in the Sunshine State. We came down a couple days ago to spend Christmas down here with my daughter. And my uh, my 91-year-old mother-in-law, Connie's coming in. My son's coming down with his girlfriend and Carrie Ann's boyfriend, Mark. We're going to have a nice Christmas right here down in the sunshine. See, people ask me, Dennis, where if you live in Florida, no, not really. I split time. They say, where do you live? I said, I live in Fake Lakes, Florida. Have you ever seen it? Yeah, that's where I live. You don't know Fake Lakes, Florida? Come on. I'm living in Fake Lakes, Florida. Fake Lakes, Florida. Be careful of the sunburns, and all the turns are U-turns. That's right. You ever been to Florida? Every turn is a U-turn. Oh, my God. And the lights, they're not long. I'm not going to say they're long. But, man, you could you could do Gone with the Wind just waiting. Um, so, anyway, I'm down here. It's nice. The weather's, of course, beautiful. And we're looking forward to a really happy and joyous Christmas. And to everybody else who doesn't celebrate Christmas this time of the year, I'd like to say happy holidays. You name it. Whatever it is. I don't care. Is it Hanukkah? Kwanzaa? Name it. I'm with you. Have a good time. Life's short, so you might as well you might as well enjoy it. That's what I tell you right now. So what about Christmas? Well, what are we going to do down here? Well, there'll be a, some sort of, <clears throat> excuse me, I think I just almost swallowed my tongue. Uh, there'll be a feast. Suzanne is always really good at putting out this huge spread. I mean, you know, nothing worth doing is worth overdoing as far as she's concerned, but the, the food will be incredible. And she'll be serving one thing that she's learned to make. She's been an incredible cook ever since we got we got married. And um, she's she, she's learned to make this new thing. Uh, she's made it. Uh, she makes creme brulee. Have you ever had the creme brulee? I'm asking you, have you had it? Oh, my God. I know who invented this. This was, this was uh, an, invented by uh, F- Frenchmen, I do believe, since it says creme brulee and there's an accent grave at the end. That's your first clue. But what it is, I believe it was, it was invented by weight loss doctors and dentists, French ones, because this is nothing but fat and sugar. <laughs> That's all it is. Two of my favorite food groups, fat and sugar. Let's get that into my mouth as soon as I can. So after all the other food has been eaten, you can sit down, and there's this little thing. It's a little cup. They're never big enough. Otherwise, you'd have a stroke. There's a little cup there, and what it is is some sort of concoction of cream. Uh, there's a whole process. I've gone through it, watched her do it. And then at the end, they put sugar on the top. And sometimes a little brown sugar gets mixed in there, if you like. And then they kind of like, they like they, 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 they take this, basically this, this blowtorch, and they, and they fire up the sugar so it gets a little bit of a crust, and it's cold on the top, and you crack it like a, you know, like a soft-boiled egg, crack, crack, crack. The little sugar breaks up, and then you dig in, and then you put that concoction into your mouth. I'm hungry! Anyway. That's what's going to be going on down here. I'm I'm in a jovial mood today, as you can tell. No 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 moaning about anything today. It's going to be all positive stuff because, honest to God, 
the year we have had as Americans, the whole the whole thing is flipped up uh, uh, upside down on us, and we none of us really know what to make of it. So, on these few days we have at the end of the year, we should count our blessings and and remember, um, you the one thing that's most important. It sounds corny. It's a cliche. And healthy people never listen, but it's health. It's always health first, and then everything else follows. If you've got good mental and physical health, good grief, you know, count your blessings. Go forward with that, and then other good things may may occur. Now, as far as giving presents, you know, um, between my wife and I, we used to exchange presents, and then it was always a contest one way or another, you know, to surprise the other one. You know, the, uh, you're with me, married couples, and even people if you're not. Uh, they expect, you know, somebody's expectations are sometimes higher than others to be surprised. I never thought you'd get me that. You know, but normally what happens is you do your very best to get what you think they're going to want, either either partner, and, and the day they open it up, for one fleeting instant, when they see what it is, you catch something in their expression that tells you clearly, you goofed. This is not exactly what it should be. And then, and then there's that pretend period where you feign, that's a fancy word for, you know, pretend, you feign, oh, this is swell, you know, like when you get that tie that you just hate or whatever it is you get. Uh, so as I look back in the history of gift giving, to me at Christmas, a couple stand out. One, my Aunt Mary and my Uncle Louis, years ago when I was very young, they, they don't even remember doing this because I've talked to them since. They're still alive. They're in their 90s. They're the last bunch of the family that's still breathing air here. Uh, they got me um, a Robin Hood's castle, okay? You know, like with little toy Robin Hood men in the, and then there's the, you know, the, the, the sheriff of Nottingham, the bad guys. But it was like, it was made of like tin metal, all hand painted with a little, with the moat and the drawbridge. I mean, a, a present like that from my aunt and uncle, it was like unbelievable. I, I, that, it was like I was stunned. And then another, uh, uh, my parents got me a Fanner 50 for all those people old enough to remember. It was like a gun, right, where you go flap, 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 where you take the, the not the handle, but the trigger, and you can, you know, fan it and, and make it shoot fast. But they were in such demand, and my parents didn't really have much money, that they bought me the gun without the holster. So I used to run around and, you know, carry it in my shirt, and then i rip a, a button on my shirt. Anyway, um, the, the, and then the, the, the greatest present I think I got as an adult was my, my, my wife, Suzanne, took my dad's watch. It was a 1939 Gruen, not an expensive watch, that he had worn all through World War II that my mother had given him um, before he went overseas. So, and it was inscribed on the back, you know, uh, love, you know, to Maury, love Lorraine. And so it'd been sitting in this drawer, and she went and got it and had it completely refurbished, hand-painted the dial. It was stunning. And when I opened it up, it was, you know, it was such a crazy surprise to me uh, that I, I, I was just, I really, I was, I was overwhelmed with emotion. And so I, I treasured that thing. Um, there is a sad ending to this story. I lost it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I traveled. As you, I think you've heard of this. I, you see me from time to time in your city. Well, I traveled to get there. And um, I lost it in a hotel room. I don't know where it is. And since that time, I have refused to, to, to wear anything expensive on the road. I, the, the watches I buy are cheaper watches. So, because um, so, I, I mean, I'm heartbroken over it. Absolutely. And there is one other gift, funny, and I'm not really that into time that much, uh, except when I'm playing in the band. Um, uh, my wife and my kids, they pitched in 
to get me a really special watch to replace my my, my dad's watch, and it was a um, it's an it's a watch. Uh, it, it, I'm never sure how they pronounce this. I think it's uh, Jager La Cultra, which is a um, uh, they're famous for a watch that's called the Reverso, where when you flip the little thing over, it's two it's two watch faces, so you can send them in different times. But it magically flips over. It's the coolest watch. Google it sometime. They bought me that. And that was quite unexpected. It, and I, and I, in fact, it's right here on the bed next to me right now. I wear it whenever uh, I'm not on the road. I wear that watch. So, but as far as gifts go between my wife and I, because of guys like you and and, and gals who are out there, uh, you know, still supporting me, not even in my, not even in the band I founded. But you come out and see me in concert. You buy my CDs, the T-shirts. You've been so good to me uh, all, all these years that you have afforded me a lifestyle, honest to God, that I could have never imagined. And so what happens when you get to a certain point in your life, you realize that your needs for material things, they do they go by the wayside partially because you've gotten a good a, a fair amount of material things. And so you feel, well, you know, and so in the last couple of years, Maybe it's been the last five, six years. Suzanne and I, we don't, we don't exchange presents anymore. She says, "What do you want?" I says, "I got everything I want. I, you know, uh, you know, uh, so I don't really want anything." And, and she feels the same way, which is kind of it, it's a good because it takes the burden off of that face you see Christmas morning. Remember the face I mentioned? Uh, what is this? Anyway, um, uh, Christmas to me uh, has, in some ways, the funny thing about Christmas. It's 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 most wonderful when children are involved, you know, because you see in their faces um, something that you could never see in the face of an adult. You see that 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 that, that all things are possible, and and every kind of a dream can come true. It's it's a magical time, especially if there's grandchildren and children around. It's great, uh, but the find if I find the older I get. Um, so many of the people that I loved and cherished and, and spent these Christmases with, they're gone. They're gone, you know. And uh, th- those times, uh, they're just not coming back. That's all the way. That's, that's all there is to it. So, the enthusiasm that I used to have for Christmas, can't wait to put up the tree and the, and the feeling. It's funny, but you realize right away <clears throat> that it was never about presents. It was never about the tree or the decorations. It was about the ability that you would have to spend time. With uh, with people you love and you care about, friends and family. Uh, I know there's awful lot of jokes done about when when families get together. It, it's uh, it's it's some kind of uh, horrific situation because people don't like each other. Uh, by and large, in, in in my family, you know, we we really liked each other, and the ones we didn't like, we tolerated. You know, this is the way life goes. So it wasn't a bad situation. Situation, and and I I guess I do pine for those days. As compared to these days, when we're all adults and we sit around, you know, we've had our Christmases, and um, it, it isn't quite the same thing. But I know one thing: I still like to do at Christmas time is um, is to cry my way through "It's a Wonderful Life," which I, which I, I took a, two, a couple of years off from it. You know, I don't know what it is about that that movie. I think it reminds me a little bit of either. A real or imagined childhood, and my dad, you know, was the Jimmy Stewart type of guy who really cared about his family and and had very few wants and needs for himself. You know, a guy I missed desperately for the last twenty odd years or so. It's been twenty years, I think. Yeah, it's twenty years this year. He's been gone, but um, so I would cry my because there were so many things in it. It's just it's what, let's face it. Frank Capra, the director of It's a Wonderful Life, wildly sentimental. 
um, it, it likes to pay. It's like a, the, the the Norman Rockwell in some ways of, uh, of of motion pictures, particularly in the 30s and early 40s, and it's such a hopeful, optimistic view of an America, um, an America. I think even if it wasn't true, a lot of a lot of parts of it were true. They just were to me, as I remember and I recollect. So here's hoping that 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 the spirit. Uh, of Christmas is enjoyed by all of you out there with your family and friends, even the ones you can't tolerate too much. You figure out a way to get through it. And remember, these moments, they pass, and you don't get them back. So we should, you know, take care to appreciate them when when, when they occur. So once again, happy holidays to all you people out there. And I'm, and I'm hoping for all of us that the universe is spinning in our direction. Cheers, Dennis. Enlightening? Perhaps. Entertaining? Always. Thanks for listening to the podcast, Come Sail Away, with Dennis DeYoung. Get the next new episode Friday morning at 7 a.m. on this website.